Hello and welcome to another Octal FM Soundbites. I'm Gelada. And I'm Zephyrin. And today uh, we're going to have a quick chat about Griftlands, which is mm. a game that you have been playing. I've seen it quite a lot on your Discord's uh, like now playing status. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you've actually been getting through quite a lot of games uh, at the moment, like little indie indie games kind of thing. That's kind of what it was. Like I finished um, Death Stranding, which I think yep. the episode that we talked on that one coming out relatively soon, like another another couple of weeks. And I, I was sort of, I wasn't in the mood for another big game yet because mm-hmm. I mean, that was like 110 hours, right? Right. It could have been longer, but... And I also, I'm sort of like, I dropped out of Elite a bit recently, which I yep. know we both have yeah, um, yeah. for many reasons. So I was like looking through my list of games. And I've got all these kind of like, you know, fun little indie style games, like you say, to, to play through. And maybe I'll talk about some of the other ones in future. But the one I want to talk about more than anything was Griftlands because right. it, it has a little bit of a, rather, it has a lot of a feel of Slay the Spire to it, mm, which okay. we played for the first Game Club episode, if yep. you remember. And... So, so the game is developed by Clay, um, who did things like Don't Starve is sort of the big one that most people know Clay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also did things like Mark of the Ninja. Uh, they did Invisible Ink. Uh, they did Oxygen Not Included. All those sort of like really, they all have a very distinct style to them. If you look right. at a game by Clay, you can kind of tell it's designed by them in terms of their, their art style, and their mm-hmm. visual style. Very colorful, very sort of like soft cartoon like lines to all their designs and characters. Yeah, I really, really like the the style of it. Yeah, but obviously the the primary reason to play the game is uh, is the deck building aspect of it, which is just like Slay the Spire, right? Because I mean, it's just so rewarding to play. <laughs> so, is it very? How do the mechanics compare and differ to Slay the Spire? So, it's like a rogue rogue like deck building card game. Yeah, exactly. The difference is that it's it's a little bit slower paced. Okay. So, there's a little bit more involvement with your deck, like you have more control over what goes in and what you can take out of the deck more frequently. It still has that sort of like once your card's gone in the deck, you have to actually like pay a fairly chunky amount of whatever the resources are mm-hmm. to remove the card. So, just like in say the spire it encourages you to be quite smart and selective about what cards you decide to put in your deck. Which I really like as well, because like, I mean, you've played like deck building card games for like, like Ascension, for example. Mm. Sometimes you don't always just want to take a card. Like sometimes it's better to take no cards because yeah. it's better to try and keep the consistency of the deck better, right? But the the primary difference between Grifflands and say Slay the Spire, other than that Grifflands is a much more story-based experience as well. There's like a, oh, you, okay. you are playing through a story campaign of a character who has a deck that kind of like grows in time, which right. supposed to like represent their skills, I guess. Okay. Um, but the primary difference is that there's, there's two decks to play as. There's there's a, a combat deck, exactly like you'd mm-hmm. expect with something like Slay the Spire. But there's also a negotiation deck where you play like kind of a game of like wits and banter and threats and rather than physically attacking people. Okay. Which, which is cool because it, it gives you a chance to like, well, why would I always just end up like, you know, stabbing someone with my daggers or something mm. <laughs> like that? But it also gives you some cool interactions between the two types of mechanics. Like, for example, you might start a fight, but before you start a fight, you could say to like somebody who's helping the person you're attacking, you know, you should fight on my side. And then you go into a negotiation battle first, trying to convince them to come and like join mm-hmm. your okay. side of the fight. Okay. So would you say that there are more, there's like more differing mechanics compared to Slay the Spire then? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that there's a lot more to keep in mind because even though there's only two characters rather than Slay the Spire's current four that the two characters that there are are more varied like the 
they have a lot of variability in the kind of the, the cards and the decks that they can go down. Like hmm. they have, so obviously they have their, their combat deck and their negotiation decks, which are completely different from one another. But also there's lots of different sort of archetypes and sort of lots of different like card sets you can go down. It's like you might want to go down the route of say doing bleed damage, but you mm-hmm. might also want to go down the route of say doing combo effects and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they're all sort of different styles of decks that you that, you know some work better than others etc but there just feels like there's a lot more variability in the way you can construct your deck okay does it have the same like replay loop of a roguelike in the sense that like when you die you start again uh mm-hmm. how does that and how does that work with the the fact that it is a bit more story driven so on the lower difficulties when you have like the lower prestige levels where you've only been in the game like once or you haven't beat the game at all yet if you die you'll begin at the beginning of the day as opposed to like the restart the whole game over Uh, and i think i think the run usually lasts like four days i think it is five days like it's it's longer it's a longer run like so in slay the spy you could probably play the game for like maybe like half an hour 40 minutes i think is an average sort of run time if you manage to kind of like do all the floors um whereas in griftland you're looking at maybe like two or three hours i am i think okay um and that's if you kind of know what you're doing as well i think my first run took me like four hours when you're still sort of like reading the story and you're kind of like working out all the mechanics and everything so there's a bit more of investment in the individual run as opposed to something like slay the spire which is a little bit more like yeah that didn't work let's try it immediately which is kind of good but it also does make the game a little bit less replayable like I've played the game through now like twice with each character, so four mm-hmm. times in total. Bearing in mind they have different storylines and different sort of settings and characters to interact with and stuff, but I don't have that same desire to keep playing it like I did with Slay the Spire mm. over and over again. Okay, so it's not quite like where does it fit in terms of price, like alongside Slay the Spire? Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's a very similar price bracket. It's currently at fifteen pounds forty nine p on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got it for maybe like 15% off or something. So yeah, it's that sort of like mid-tier indie title price, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Like it's not like super expensive for an indie game, like 20, 25 pounds, but it also isn't like really like you know, a little like five, six quitter. Right, like mid-tier. Yeah, I think a lot of clay games are like that, mm. aren't they? Um, they've, they've always gone for that. And um, did you say it's in early access as well? Yeah, it's still in early access. They're still releasing more content for it. Like okay. very much one of the things I really like about Clay as a developer is that they they kind of like say, right, we are going to release new content in two weeks' time. And they even sort of advertise that in the game itself when you load up the main title screen right. of the game. It's like, you know, countdown to the next update sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which I kinda like because it keeps people engaged with the game. Like I will certainly check out the next kind of core updates. Yeah, um, yeah. A little bit like know. uh Deep Rock Galactic does that as well, right? Exactly. Like yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like it because I'm no problem buying a game that isn't finished as long as i'm saying like look constant looking forward to the next feature or the next mm-hmm. update and wh- i mean slay the spy did it as well i can't i know like, i keep making that comparison but there is a lot of strong comparisons to be made they, they were like yes this is the cards that are coming these are the updates that are coming this is like for example there is a new character available to play in Griftlands right now called smith but he's only available if you have if you enable like the the beta access thing in right. steam settings yeah yeah so, but that will come like as a primary, you know, part of the game at some point or another, I'm sure. I'm sure. The, the biggest difference I would say with Griftlands is that it has less replayability, hmm. but it has more initial appeal, in my opinion. Okay. For people who want a more traditional game. Yeah. Whereas I think like there is, 
I think everyone could enjoy Slay the Spire, but you have to sort of enjoy that roguelike deck building sort of replay value esque right. game. The right? genre really defines the game, kind of thing. Like yes, the, it does. Yeah. Whereas I think more people can probably initially enjoy Grifflands because it's a little bit more accessible. There's a lot more character to it. Like there's a, there's a proper story with lots of characters and they all have a kind of their own individual agendas and personalities and you interact with people a lot more. There's there's just more to kind of get to grips. Like the character you play as has like a personality and have, you know, a goal. Yeah. Whereas it's say the spire things are a little bit sort of like more nebulous than that, I guess they're a bit more like, you're here to beat the thing and mm. there is some back law there, but it's kind of hidden away. Right. So I think it's probably a more accessible game, but I also think it's probably less replayable overall as okay. well. Although maybe I guess with the extra content might maybe you know, yes. gonna add to it if it's because it's Slay the Spire is fully released, right? I don't think. Or is that yes. still yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's certainly something that I'm going to keep coming back to with new content. Like, I am quite excited to try out the new character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see them maybe balance some things as well, because I've I found they've definitely made a case of, like, why would you do any other strategy other than this strategy in certain yeah. instances? Because I've played through the game, like, quite a few times now with one of the characters in, in both the brawl mode and the story mode. The brawl mode sort of, like, just the fights rather than the right. whole story. Yeah. And I always end up going for the same negotiation style deck every time because <laughs> okay. there's no downside to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Th- there's several styles you can choose, but the, the the primary like influence diplomacy style just always seems to be the most mm. like reliable and consistent deck to mm. go for. You know, so I'm hoping they'll shake up the the balance of some of the cards a little bit and make it a little bit more rewarding to try some of the other strategies built into the cards that you can you can acquire. Cool. So. Overall, it sounds like it's one to recommend if you like, especially if you like deck building roguelikes. It's a little yeah, bit maybe I, like it's not quite there yet because it's still in early access. You know, maybe there's a bit of balancing to do if it's if you're looking for something that you want to play over and over. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily going to find that, but there is more content and probably more balancing to come, I'm sure. Yeah, you can see that they're planning on it as well because there is... There's access to something like 20 different prestige levels. Again, just like in Slay the Spire, where every time you beat the run, you get like another prestige level unlocked, yeah. which increases the difficulty ever so slightly different ways. And you can tell that they're obviously going to you know, release more content in terms of more cards and balance the cards and stuff like that, which is great. But I, I think right now, as a, just a single like one-off enjoyment, I think I've got like 30 hours in the game. Oh, that's not I mean, bad. 30 hours for like 12 quid or yeah, something yeah. that I pay for is absolutely I mean, fantastic. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But I, I think there's still less initial replayability for this game now mm. but that will probably change in the future but i still recommend trying it for the the main chunk of the experience of the two the two main character stories yeah nice um well thanks for your impressions your no, not mm. really impressions is it 30 hours in um <laughs> yeah it was good because i had no idea really what it was apart from you know that it was a deck building game yeah and uh yeah it's been interesting to hear your thoughts yeah it's, it's good fun. I, I do recommend giving it a try. It, I think the other thing that I'd like to just quickly mention about it is that it looks fantastic too. Mm, it's very, yeah, yeah. like I say, a very clay style, but everything's very polished. All the mm. characters and the cards look really nice and very colourful and vibrant and poppy. Like, it looks quite like a premium game, even at a indie price. Nice. Uh, well, thanks very much. It's been, it's been fun to chat about mm. Grifflands. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, I've been Gelada. And I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another Octal FM soundbite very soon.